Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Travelers Championship. It's storylines, it's bets, it's one and done. And joining me to break it all down, the coach is here. What's going on, coach? Well, I, I'm I'm really upset this week that Jordan Speeds isn't playing, so I wore my underarm gear to to really accentuate the fact that one of the great finishes in the history of the PGA Tour is not playing here this week, and I'm not here for it. I'm upset. Let's go. Jordan Spieth holding out from a bunker in 17? Yes, right before was. the Open. You're damn okay. right. I was there. I was there. It was amazing. It was 2017, amazing. the in-sync uh, Greller rake toss, Spieth <laughs> club toss. Kyle, you know, I'm sure you've played that. A million times on, on YouTube. I've, I've had, I don't know, three weekends off in the last five years, and that was one of them. And the other one, you're kidding. The other one was this year at the Texas Open. The other, we had the last time. You bet. If you take off, you'd win more. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. I. I have to. My career has to die for Jordan Spieth to live. <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle, there's little <laughs> nobody's telling you right now. It's dying. You're on first cut. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, we I haven't talked to you, coach. San Diego is unreal. Right? Why oh my gosh. Here? Why do you think I moved here? It's amazing. it is just I had the best time out there. The the you know, the tournament for the first three days, it was it was fine. It was straightforward, it was fine. Sunday was crazy, it was really fun. But just being out there, I got to like have dinner with friends that I hadn't seen and got to see my brother and uh, in Carlsbad. And it, it was just it was the best. It was it was a really I never get tired of, of covering major. I don't ever get tired of doing any of this, but especially the majors. It was it was a ton of fun out there. I'm very jealous that you live out there. <laughs> it, it is uh, it, when you I've told people for the last three years, it changes your mood when you get up in the morning. And people always tease me. You got so much energy first thing in the morning. It's because of where I live. It really, yeah. it truly, truly is. You get up in the morning; it's already seventy degrees, and you can just hit the hit the ground running. It's awesome. So I'm glad you had a great time, man. Yeah, it was sweet. I've got some stuff to give away here. So, oh, wow. last, yeah, thank you. Last week, we gave out a or we offered up a chance to win a year long subscription to Sportsline. I have a winner. That person's name is Legend Zombie. Oh, pretty, okay. pretty cool. Legend zombie. Congratulations. Free year to Sportsline. If you would like to be entered into a draw to win a free year long subscription to Sportsline, it is very easy to do. All you have to do is leave a comment on this video with any golfer playing this week. If that player makes the cut, you'll be eligible to win a free year long subscription. So leave the comment with the player's name, your Twitter handle, and make sure you are following at first cut pod in all 
on Twitter in order to make sure that we can get a hold of you. Coach, you got to pick one golfer this week. He's got to make the cut so that you're eligible for this draw that you are not eligible for. Who would you pick? Oh, it's easy for me, Paul Casey. Easy for me, Paul Casey. Easy. Give me Paul Casey then. You almost called it Jacob off guard so early in the show. Clearly, clearly. If you look at his history in this tournament, yeah. nobody, it's even sick. Bob, it's sick. This dude shows up and he cashes six-figure checks every single year. Outside of winning, he's done everything else. It's 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 unbelievable. I think two runners up, two fifth place finishes. His worst is like a thirty-second KP. You got to pick one guy. He's got to make the cut so that you're eligible. Who is it? Can I say Paul Casey also? <laughs> if not, if not, then I'll take Kevin Streelman. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yes. Hey, by the way, uh, this is this is kind of dovetails with what we're talking about. I got a uh, a first. This was weird because I I I don't know the name of these uh, three guys that were at the U.S. Open, but they were like, "Hey, are you Kyle Porter?" I was like, "Yes." And then they said, "Hey, we love the first cut." And so we they're like, "Can we can we take a selfie?" We're huge first cut fans. So there you go. Wow. Wow. Wow, yeah. I don't. I don't I think. That, I think they like cared less about me and more about the first cut. I think <laughs> they were hoping that they were hoping that I was Rick or Coach or you know somebody else. But shout out I, to those guys. I, I I didn't get their names. I was I was. It was like chaotic. Rom had just won, and I was running around. But I I appreciate you guys listening, whoever you are. And I seriously doubt they thought you were Coach. But I mean, I mean. <laughs> I think if, the, if they did, if they did, they only tune into the audio version. For sure. They were they were hoping that I was coach. I, I think I don't think they thought I was. So it was more it was less of a it was more of a first cut selfie, is the way that I was thinking about it. So there you go. I love it. Lots of support out at Tory Pines this week. Speaking of Tory Pines, Bryson uh, obviously melted down on Sunday. We talked about that ad nauseum, but I want to flip it forward a little bit, Coach, here, and kind of talk about his chances this week because uh, there's a couple of things going in his favor. TPC River Highlands, by PGA Tour standards, very short. You can turn this into a, a, a wedge fest all day long. He's finished inside the top 10 three consecutive years, but I guess we're trying to figure out any lingering side effects of that after what might have happened to him on, on Sunday afternoon. So I've been thinking a lot about this the last couple of days, and and those three top 10s gave me a lot of pause. But if, if I take those out of my mindset right now, uh, and you're going to see on my betting card later today exactly how I feel about what I think Bryson's going to do this particular week. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of scar tissues. There, There's blowing up on the back nine of the U.S. Open, and then there is blowing up the way Bryson did it on Sunday when you're in the lead, and then you give away eight shots and shoot a 44 on the back when you had a chance to go back-to-back at the U.S. Open, which is one of the, if not the most rarest feats in all of golf. So to say he won't have any scar tissue would be, uh, I think, foolish. But at the same time, even though this uh, TBC River Highlands is very, very short, you can't just bomb it. There's a lot of trouble out there. There's water. There's out of bounds. There's train tracks going down one side. I mean, this is not the type of place that if you start hitting it a little bit off like he did last week, that you're going to be able to stay in bounds 
and keep that round going. I think he's really going to struggle this week because I think a lot of what happened last week, particularly in those final eight holes, they're going to linger this week. And I think uh, if I was a betting person, which all of us are, <laughs> uh, if you are a betting person, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say uh, fade Bryson, fade Bryson this week. So you, whenever he says after, because he gets interviewed after final round U.S. Open, he says, "I don't care. I've already got a U.S. Open. I'm good." You, you're, you don't, you well, don't believe him. How, how can you believe him? He's like, well, he's like I, <laughs> has to say, and any anybody that, and this is what I, I, I don't like about quote unquote soft athletes and Bryson loves the attention. He loves the (laughs) deal so well when somebody comes at him. Right. And so to say, you don't care. You remember when Phil lost the U S open because he made that boneheaded decision. And then afterwards he was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever done. I'm kicking myself. That's the way Bryson should have reacted after giving away six shots on two holes on the back nine. I mean, he gave the, the, to say he doesn't care. That's a self-defense mechanism, and I don't believe it. I, I tend to I tend to agree with that, KP. Sorry. I just so there's this thing that goes around with these golfers that um they talk to their sports psychiatrist. It is why what they every time a guy used to miss a putt, they would always and they still do, they'll go and they'll go and they'll tap down the green, which is like, ah, oh, that wasn't my fault. I, I did it exactly as I was supposed to. Some outside force uh allowed uh, did not allow my ball to go in. And it's you saying that you are always 100 percent focused, you're always 100 percent in control. I think it is him trying to convince himself that. That that doesn't matter, so he can try to move on and move forward. I think the other thing he does, he he tries to take the he he takes what he believes you expect him to say, and he takes the other side of it. Yep, always right. Yep. Like think think about the Brook stuff at Memorial. He thinks that we expect him to say, "Yeah, it kind of bothers me." He's like, "Oh, I don't care." I don't yeah. care. So it's almost like he's he's trying to be more clever than the situation. And it, honestly, like he plays a lot of golf with Phil, right? During practice rounds. <laughs> and that's like kind of a Phil thing. But Phil's better at picking his spots to the you, you can't do it every time or it becomes meaningless. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything if you're always trying to do that. Phil will pick his spots to do that. And it has an it has the intended effect. Right. And so I think that's a little bit of like, oh, you expect me to be uh, upset about losing the US Open when I led with not after 63 holes? <laughs> no, I'm going to take the other side of that. I'm going to be, I'm going to out clever you. And it's like, what do you just be and, human? Like, what are you doing? And KP, don't you think he needs to get better advice? Because when you are saying, like, for instance, for example, when he says, I didn't ask for anybody to be thrown out of a golf tournament, then where did it come from? Yeah. Why in the world would cops take it upon themselves to throw somebody out that said Brooksy to him if his camp didn't say anything? It just doesn't make sense. He's got to be better and more, more self-aware about all of this kind of stuff, specifically to what we're talking about right now. Well, I think he also does this thing where he, he – uh, so remember the um, – when it, got, it came out last week that they were maybe got asked to be paired together and all this stuff, and he's like, well, I didn't come through me. I think he does this thing where he kind of like shuffles it off on his agent or his team or whatever. And it's like, bro, we, we understand how this stuff works, right? (laughs) Like we are not, some people might not, but like you're not, I don't know. I can tell you this. this. I've never, my agent, when I had one, because I do all my own stuff now, but I have the biggest agents in the world. They've never done one thing that I haven't told them to do. 
Ever. Right. That's their job. <laughs> right. So whatever. Uh, I did want to ask you, coach, like if you think Bryson is, were you implying that Bryson's soft? Yes. Okay. I wasn't implying or, it. He just, yeah, you were just saying it. <laughs> Who is, because I think this, I think this is an interesting point given everything that's been going on. Who's not like, who's a badass? Who in golf is, uh, are you like that dude is, is not soft. I would say, I say, I'd say Brooks is a badass. I'm not a fan of Brooks because of how he deals with being a badass, but I, I, I've worked with some of the biggest badasses in entertainment and I know how you're supposed to act. And Tiger was a badass. When he was in his killer stage, he was a badass. Uh, I think, I mean, I would have to, I would have to make a list. I think DJ, when he is on, I think he's a badass and I don't think he lets things bother him. Um, and I think Rory, when he's on, he's very thoughtful, but I think he can be a badass too. But Bryson, he likes the attention too much. These other guys don't. They don't crave it. He craves it. Like just a little video of him throwing the ball in the air, right? And he drops it. And the crowd goes, Boo! wait, wait, wait. I need to do it again so I get an applause. So he does it again. And then he catches it. They applaud. And now he's good. That's the kind of yeah, stuff I'm talking it's, about. Oh. It's weird. John Rom is the answer to that question, Kyle. John John Rom is a badass. Oh, he is badass. Yeah, he's a he's a he is a badass. Silent assassin rises to the occasion. I wouldn't want to fight the guy. The other one, the low key other one that is, I don't know how much badassery it is, or if he's just a little crazy. Keegan Bradley got up into the face of Miguel. Who was that? Miguel Miguel and Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. You know know why? You know why? (laughs) You know well, why. That, whole, that whole exchange between him and his caddy was going on. No, 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 no. What? He hung out with Michael Jordan for years. Oh. <laughs> oh, for Jordan. years. And he's the greatest trash talker of all time. <laughs> of all time. I don't, so I don't know if Keegan's badassness, badass <laughs> attitude matches up with his talent level. Like Rom is like right, this, that's right? What, yeah. Right. It kind of it kind of meets where he's at. Keegan, eh, maybe, maybe not. I think I, I don't know who else I would throw in there. I'm trying to think of the top. Um, I, I think Spieth has a little bit of that in him. Maybe I do. I think Morikawa has it in him too. It, you know the guy who does not care one single bit, Patrick Reed. Well, does you not. know what? Yes, <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, he's definitely a badass. Because because when you're in a situation where who do you want in the foxhole? Who do you want hitting the shots? Who do you want to be in that final round? That to me is 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 a badass. And Bryson has such elite talent that he gets himself up there even when he does dumb stuff, even when he does stupid things. And he shoots a 75 the first day, and he's still in contention. That's how great he is. If he would just stop with all the BS, he would be the most popular player on tour by far, by far. But he's not. Uh, one final note on this. So, if you go back to 2013, every how about this? Every U.S. Open has been won by a uh, by a, a, a thicker boy than the year before. <laughs> oh, we're getting progressively more thick. Th- think about this. Hold on, hold on. Think about it. Justin Rose, not a thick boy. No, he's not a thick boy. You got a Keimer. He's not, but he's a little more than Rose. Yeah. Okay, a little more. You got Spieth. He's a little bigger than Keimer. Slightly. Little. Slightly. Okay. Uh, DJ. Okay. Uh, uh, 
Okay. He's bigger. I mean, he's bigger than DJ's speed. definitely bigger than speed is. Taller. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brooksy. Definitely thicker. Okay. He's got a stomach now too, by the way. He's heavier. Heavier Brooksy in 2018. No yeah. question. No question. Okay. Woodland. He's a big boy. At the time he was. He's skinnier he was. now. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Bryson and then Rom. Well, it's just okay. it's progressed. <laughs> so it, it progressed. Jacob's cool. Jacob put in the chat. Harry Higgs is a hundred to one for twenty twenty two. Which so now, but twenty so twenty twenty two. Bryson. Well, actually, Bryson. I thought Bryson looked very svelte. Uh, this he's past week. he's definitely Rom is the real thick boy here. Like he's yeah. the he's the like. <laughs> It's it's natural, right? It's not like, hey, I drank some chocolate peanut butter <laughs> stuff or whatever. Like he he was like built like this. Like he's the real guy. He he like he's a tank. He's a tank. Oh, he's a he's a monster. Like I would not want to get you know run over by him. He's 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 a big boy. How do you think of this stuff? What's what's going on inside your brain? I I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't. I I, I was in the airport yesterday. And I was like, wow. There's just a lot of. And it, it, to be clear here, I am not saying that these guys are fat or too like like they're like Rom is like honestly like Rom has a perfect build for golf. Like he he is built, I think, uh, it, like it just I, I don't know everything like works perfectly for him to hit the golf ball, you know, four hundred yards. Like he he and, and the swing is it's so short. He's just he's he's magnificent. I love it. I love him. Agreed. The n- now number two player in the world, Dustin Johnson, uh, has not necessarily had. The 2021 that maybe he expected, Coach. And KP, I know you've got some thoughts on this. We're going we're gonna to get to those. Uh, DJ, of course, Coach, but has, has his own lofty standards. His standards are very high, higher than probably every every other golfer on the PGA Tour. But when, you're, when you stop winning or at least contending on a regular basis, it, it's hard to uh, figure out where Dustin's at right now. I go back to Saudi Arabia, and most people didn't see what happened over there because it happened in the middle of the night. But he putted the worst he's ever put putted in his life, and he still was able to win because he was making little tiny short putts. But he was missing three and four footers. I think since that round of golf, that he has progressively put more and more pressure on himself to hit it to here because he doesn't trust his putter right now. And I think it's that simple. But also, I put Dustin in a category that I put like Allen Iverson and certain great athletes that's in, that in your head, you can't imagine them being in a dirty, gritty, grimy gym and getting after it and putting in the work and really saying, I need to be the best in the world because he's so cool and calm and swag and confident. He needs to get in that gritty, grimy gym and put in the work because the last five months have not been – great Dustin Johnson. They have not been number one player in the world worthy. And sometimes you got to go back. It's happened to Spieth. It's happened to Rory. It's happened to Xander. It's happened to Ricky. By the way, congratulations to Ricky. He's going to have a baby girl. Yes. Girl dad. Um, and so you've got to sometimes reset. And right now, he comes back into this week. And remember last year, minus the pandemic, he was not having a great, great year before the pandemic. And then this was the week. He wins wins two more times, and wins a FedEx Cup. He needs to get those memories again and really be laser-focused this week at the Travelers. 
I, I often I'm trying I try to figure out if we're overreacting or not, Kyle. I, I watch him play each and every week and I'm like, hey, that's not very good. Or, ah, that's that's troublesome. I'm not sure what, but he's only played 12 times in 2021. That's worldwide. He does have a win. He won in Saudi Arabia, as as coach mentioned. On the PGA tour, it's a lot worse. I don't know if it is just a smaller sample size and we we need to get once DJ starts going, he's going to win, as coach mentioned, three out of five, three out of six of these, something like that. Or if I should really be concerned about it. I, I, I don't know. I, I think. Yeah, there I go again. I can't. I, can't help <laughs> I, I always feel like I ask a good question when I can get that get that response out of you. Very true. Well, it's it's hard because he's. In particular, is difficult because it, it it just can change so quickly, and you you can look like an idiot within the course of like five days with him, yeah, like depending depending on what you say about him. So, you know, I was just looking at his numbers. It's really it, the driving's pretty much been there. Putter's been all right the last three months. His his approach play, which is we talk about it all the time, like that's the. Strokes gain approach, strokes gain approach, strokes gain approach. That's the stat. He hasn't been very good. And I, I don't, uh, anecdotally, just from watching, it hasn't seemed like a wedge thing. It seemed like, you know, even Congaree, he hit some some longer irons, I guess for him. It's like, you know, six, seven, eight, that are ju- they were just abysmal. I mean, they were so bad. And that's, it's just surprising. It didn't look like number one in the world player, you know, type stuff. It didn't look tight. He just looked loose with his, or he has looked loose with his irons. I think that's the area that, uh, you know, if you clean that up, everything else is, is good enough uh, to, to contend again. I do also just wonder, and not that I'm, I'm ready to, retire Dustin Johnson by any stretch of the imagination. He's 37 years old, but like he's been really good for a long time. We're eventually coach going to get to him coming out of his prime. And I, I guess he's still very much in it. Maybe he's at the tail end of his prime, but like at some point he has to not be Dustin Johnson anymore. It's the hardest thing for people like us to do. And I'm now getting to an age and I know <laughs> I just age like a fine wine, but I'm in my mid forties now. So I'm now going through to my second, you know, transition. You have a transition when you're a kid and then when you get into your twenties and thirties and now, you know, it was Michael Jordan. Then it was Kobe Bryant. You know, these guys all retire and then they move on and, and, and life happens. Uh, DJ has been good for a really, really long time. The hardest thing we can do and it usually costs us a lot of money, too, from a betting aspect because we like to continue to bet on them because we believe that they continue to be great. I know that myself, I, I bet on Spieth a lot the last three and a half years when he wasn't playing well because I hoped that he would play well. And maybe DJ, we don't know when it's going to start. We don't know when it's going to end. And the fact that Phil just won at 50 makes you now reverse everything that you have in your mind that everybody knows. I know. I know. Years old. So uh, it, it's hard, but... You never know when the cliff is going to come. And Tom Brady's not helping anybody with that no. cliff. So it, it, maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe it's going to happen five years from now. You just never know. And golf's always the hardest because you can play the longest. And we don't want to see our great players not play great anymore. I, I think the Phil thing is – I was actually thinking about that when I was traveling home as well because now all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't know. Phil, uh, Rory could win the U.S. Open at, at 48. And you're like, well, prob- no, he can't. Like, I mean, maybe. I don't know. But Phil has just thrown a wrench into the way that 
we think about it. I mean, I think that's a great point by you, coach. I, I think the other thing with DJ is, is I think he does this sometimes, right? He'll go on these like three or four month stretches and he, he just looks, he looks terrible. And yet if you look at his numbers, it's really not that bad, you know? And, it, and so it's almost like this is the floor and he's just kind of at it and he's just kind of rolling around there. And all of a sudden in two months, it'll pop back up. He'll win two playoff events and we're like, Oh yeah, DJ is one of the most talented uh, golfers that's ever, you know, walked the face of the earth. So it feels a little like he's just kind of existing at his floor right now. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those wins will look easy when they come, he'll just run away from the field and, It'll be scary stuff. Uh, Coach, one one thing you actually alluded to a little bit earlier, and I and I really like this take. Uh, Jordan Spieth not playing this week. And he had arguably one of the most signature moments that we've had recently. I mentioned it. It's the hole out from the bunker uh, to win the 2017 Travelers Championship. And you were kind of getting at, hey, guys, guys should be going back to places where maybe they got their first win or a signature win or these big moments that we should be celebrating. We don't really get to celebrate that as much this week because Spieth is not here. It drives me nuts, and it really bothers me when players don't have more loyalty to tournaments that they either have special moments at or that they were given their first shot at. He's also not going back to John Deere. That was the They were one of the first tournaments to give him a chance back when he was breaking on the PGA Tour. And I know you can't play every tournament. I know you have levels, and when you become a superstar, uh, you get to play at all the big events, and you have to pick and choose. But there's different levels of wins, guys. And his level of win at the Travelers was so special that forever, we've all been to these tournaments. What do they have when you're walking in? They have all the, the images and all of the pictures and all of that from the great moments at these different tournaments, wherever you're at. And that is always going to probably be the, the, the picture that's on right at the entrance is of him chest bumping or back bumping Michael Greller. How do you not go back every single year? And who can forget in the moment, he was like, maybe I should buy a house here. I mean, I love this place. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, maybe you should. I love this tournament. Maybe it's my love for the tournament that's speaking out here. But I really feel like if you have a special win, that that special win should matter to you. And when you look at his schedule, there is no reason why he could not have played this week and still had the rest that he wants to have for the Open Championship. No reason whatsoever. So according to his website, he obviously played the U.S. Open and he will not play again until the Open Championship, which means he's sitting out this week. He is sitting out Rocket Mortgage and he is sitting out the John Deere, which is certainly, I mean, playing the week before the Open Championship and then flying over there is one thing. Doing it three, playing three weeks in advance is something completely different. You know, Kyle, I, I think this is an interesting conversation to have, especially because one of the things that I've always thought makes Augusta National and the Masters so special, and there's a lot of them, is that we get the same guys on the same course every single year, and we know the holes, and we know the moments. Anytime someone steps up to 16, I can think of uh, all the all the magical shots. Anytime guys are, are hitting their approaches into 12, like I can I can you know file through my brain all of these moments, and there's really. Not a lot of other events that you either get at the same course all the time or you get the same repetition. I mean, you know, courses change so often. Like you get these moments that you can hang on to. Uh, there's probably not many places like that. No, there's not. I, I think TPC Sawgrass has has, has started to ev evolve into that a little bit. Um, 
and you, you know, whatever you want to say about the players championship being a major, like it's, it's a big deal. You know, it's, it's a really big deal and everybody plays and it's great. I think, I think, <clears throat> I don't know if I agree with coach's point, but I do think that golf is so weird in that what other sport does somebody play half the games? <laughs> right. NBA. NBA. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> true. But like, it's considered very not just expected that you would play half less than half of all the games that are out there. And I think this is the whole, this is the PGL thing, right? Like this is the whole reason the PGL would even not, I don't want to make this about the PGL, but that it would even have a foothold here is because man, there's just a lot of these. So then, then Spieth is like, well, I got to do the Dallas events. I got to do the Fort Worth. Should I go to the John Deere since I won there for, you know, the great players that have, that have had so many special moments at so many different places, they have so many obligations. And so Yes, in a perfect world, do I agree with Coach? For sure. It would be awesome to see. I I think the Travelers is an awesome event. Way like they do a great job with it. They get a ton of guys because it's well run. Uh, They always take us out to dinner during the Masters. Like they're the organization just does it really well. Yes. Um, but the speed thing, it's just it's just so hard because when you're that good and you've done that much at that age, you have so many different obligations. And I think it it speaks to two things: one, how ext- like how huge the PGA Tour schedule is, and also how important the majors are. Like, and the, and it's all, I think we sometimes put too much importance on them. Like we over like amplify how important they are. But that's just kind of where we're at right now. And I think guys will do anything possible to like be ready to win those tournaments. So yes, in a perfect world, but it's just, it's hard to do that right now. Also the PGA tour, of course, trying to encourage golfers to visit new places, right? Encourage them to go to places you've never been before. And if you only want to play 17 or 18 times, whatever that is, you've got to start figuring out your schedule. We do have a major championship in golf this week. The women, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. This is going to be at Atlantic. Hold on. Atlantic Athletic Club. I wanted to make sure I got that right, which KP is actually going to become one of the few courses that is going to be able to host a women's PGA, a men's U.S. Open, a men's PGA, and a women's U.S. Open. I believe joining only, I want to make sure I have all these facts right. Hazel team as the only other club to be able to accomplish that feat. That's pretty incredible. Wow. Did, did you see who designed it? Uh, I saw there was a, uh, was there, wait, is there a Reese, uh, Reese Jones redesign? Yeah. Yeah. Same as, same as, same as last week. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> After all the hullabaloo about Tory Pines. Uh, yeah. Look, like I, I watched uh, women's US Open on Saturday, Sunday. I don't, you know, just time wise, I don't have a ton of opportunity to watch women's events outside of the majors. But it's compelling. I mean, it is really compelling because I, I think what's happened over the last couple of years is that, and I don't know if this is a, coverage thing or like you know beth ann nichols of golf week does a really good job of covering the lpj tour uh the no line up guys have done a good job of kind of highlighting some of the women's events i've i i think there like more characters have started to develop that yeah. that you can kind of 
get into, right? And and that's maybe that's always been the case. And I just have been the one not paying attention. But it, it really seems like there are a lot of interesting characters uh, on the LPGA. And so during major weeks, that just that's exacerbated, just like it is on the men's side. Like the the characters of the sport are kind of blown up. And so it's just it it makes tuning in a ton of fun, I think. That was my takeaway, Coach, is that I feel, and maybe I'm paying more attention, but there are names. There are women that I would recognize walking down the street. They, I, I recognize their games more than ever. And and when you get to a field like this, there is uh, you know, the board's a little bit spread out. A lot of these women could, could win. And I think it, it makes for compelling sports, as all sports are, when you get investment in the athletes, in the stars, and you get more star power, that's how the game starts to grow. There's no question about it. I'm such a big fan of the LPGA Tour, what Michael Wan has done. But I want to take everybody back four years. And to me, it's not a cultural thing. It's a when you're in one country and then all of the stars are from another country, then it's hard to really get into that tour. It, it, it's like if uh, all of the European soccer teams came here to play all the time, they wouldn't have their favorite. We wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't be our favorite players because they're not from here. Four years ago at the Olympics, if they would have gone by world ranking guys, 24 of the top 64 that would have played in the Olympics would have been from South Korea. So when you talk about star power on the LPGA Tour, a lot of it was coming from South Korea. They were amazing. And now you're starting to see more players from different countries on the LPGA Tour. The Cordes sisters certainly help the American fan buy in. Lexi's there. Lydia Ko now is coming back. From New Zealand. So all Brooke Henderson. There you go. Brooke Henderson from Canada. So you got all these different countries now. And that has certainly helped uh the LPGA tour go from the 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 brink of extinction when they had what 16 events a few years ago to now well into the 30 events, which uh, I love watching uh women's golf. I bet on it all the time when there are lines to bet on for sure. Speaking uh, of which, sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Well, I was going to say, speaking of the Olympics, any takeaways from the from the uh, the the final? I guess I guess the field is set. Uh, maybe somebody else yeah. is going to withdraw, but technically, yeah. So the qualifying and everything is is done. Uh, the only thing that would change now is if guys uh, opt out and they would be replaced. But the final standings are complete. Just to run through some of these here, the United States did get four. Through JT Morikawa, Xander, and Bryson. Xander's been a little wishy-washy ongoing because he said he wanted to uh, experience all of Japan. Not going to be able to do that. He's basically going to be in his hotel room the entire time, so he's a little wishy-washy on it. Uh, I- Ireland, which does not distinguish for golf between Northern Ireland, got has Rory and Shane Lowry. England is Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood. Canada is Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes, Abraham Anser, Carlos Ortiz out of Mexico. The uh, the South Korean team, Sung J M Siwoo, or Sung J M Siwoo. That's a pretty cool team. Um, uh, I'll say this: that that yeah. the Paul Casey story within the story is really cool. Last week, and somebody on NBC alluded to it that uh, Paul Casey and Matthew Fitzpatrick, whoever finished higher at the U.S. Open, they would be the one to win that spot. And so that's a big reason why I did a lot of matches with Paul Casey. I felt like his motivation and that's exactly what happened because he played really, really well. And that's how he got a spot. I will say this, that players who don't go and pass up on their spot are the top players in the world. They're already making millions and millions of dollars. I understand there's other big events. If you've never been to an Olympics and I love Japan, it's one of my, if, if I could live in any other country, it would be Japan. I've been there at least five times. 
I freaking love every second of it. And if you don't go, and I know you're still in a hotel, but man, man, you're passing up a chance of a lifetime. It, to just to walk in the in the opening ceremonies would be enough for me. I just think it's a big mistake when players say, "Hey, I want to concentrate on on the FedEx Cup," when you're still going to get to play in the FedEx Cup. So, well, on. and the, the the Sergio Ryder Cup thing, it was like I don't know, man. Like you're gonna be a you're gonna be a captain's pick. Like you you you've played well this year. I don't know. It was just it was kind of weird. I think I think the the field is weird because you've got Rom, Rory, and then you've got twenty guys at the bottom that nobody's ever heard of, and it's a tiny field, right? It's it's almost like the, I mean, it's smaller than the Masters, it's sixty six, guys, it's sixty golfers, yeah, and and half of them or a third of them, nobody you couldn't pick them out of a lineup. I mean, not like you, the common golf follower, us, we couldn't, you know, who watch every week. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. Uh, I will say this, uh, small, tiny field in an Asian country with JT in it. I think we know how this is going to go. <laughs> he, like half of, half of his wins are in small field, no cut, Asian countries. God, I love Asian countries so much. It, I so much. I just So what I, I'm what yeah, what I'm saying is is uh, get on JT right now. I don't know what the, I don't even know if there is a line, but if if there is, get on JT. I, I haven't there seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. There will be for sure. There definitely will be. The other um yeah, the other thing is that uh, obviously I'm not a professional golfer. Not sure if you guys are aware of this or not. Obviously I did not qualify for the Olympics. If I did, you know, we haven't had one in five years. Golf wasn't even in the Olympics for a hundred years before 2016. I would not miss out on that. The other takeaway, all three of our medalists from 2016 yeah. failed to qualify Rosie Stenson and Kucher. I mean, that's how quick the game is changing. Could you, could you have imagined an opportunity where Justin Rose wasn't going to defend his gold medal? I just, the game changes quick. Henrik, Henrik, Henrik Stenson not even being the low Henrik from Sweden is is a tough scene. That's that's rough. Henrik Norlander beat him out. Alex Norn, Henrik. Oh, go ahead, catch. Did you guys see the shank by Justin Rose over the weekend? Ooh, His game, like straight, like straight right shank. Look it up. It was it was brutal. I don't think I saw it at the US uh, By the by the way, this this podcast won't come out until Thursday, I think. But uh, Coach uh, Rick and I did a podcast with Jason Day, and Rick introduced me as he introduced Jason Day as twelve time PGA Tour champion, and then he introduced me as zero time PGA Tour champion. <laughs> okay, yeah, we we interviewed Jason Day early. I think it's coming. It might come out on Friday, uh, but it'll come out later in the week. And yeah, twelve time PGA Tour winner, major champion, fifty one weeks atop the world rankings, and here's my co host, zero time winner, zero weeks of at the top. 10. It was it was a tough entry. Yeah, got fired start. It was, you can it was when, you're the host. when you're the host, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> it was rough. He did give us, he did. This is a plug for our YouTube channel. He did give us a tour of his, his RV on our, on, wow. on video. Yeah. Where else great. are you going to get that content? It, it's, one <laughs> of the, it's one of the, <laughs> Who highlights, can say? one of the highlights of my career when I was at ESPN and I picked him in something and he went on an interview afterwards and he's like, well, I, I knew I was going to play pretty well today. The coach picked me to do it. And I'm like, I'm watching what? What what did he just say? <laughs> and yeah, he said like like everybody should know who I am. It was one of the highlights of my career. He was he was great. He was really good. So that's a plug for Friday. 
Awesome. There you go. Yeah, could could not have been nicer. Okay, gentlemen, we've got to do our betting cards. We've got to do our one and done, and we we have Mark on the record. We've we've got his pick. We pinned him down. We pinned him down. Held his feet to the fire. Got his pick. We got Greg's pick. So we can we we've we've got a lot of stuff here. But first, I'm ready for. (laughs) Oh oh wait oh wait. Coach is ready, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. All right, coach, you are chomping at the bit. We'll just start with your betting card. Let's 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 get after producer Jacob. Let's pull up coach's betting card. Ooh, this might be the biggest betting card of the crew yeah. this week. <clears throat> let's see what we got here. Um, all right, I'm gonna start with these two. No, let's start with let's start with your your LPGA championship pick to win. So we also allocated some funds here. I didn't put a bow on that earlier. So your pick to win uh, on the women's side, Brooke Henderson, 28 to one. Yeah, she has won, uh, not obviously at this at this course, but she has won this event before. She has good vibes when she comes to the KPMG. So I just thought it, a plus 2,800. And I know she hasn't been terrific the last year or so, but she's still right up there. And she, she was in contention heading into the weekend at, at, at one of the first two majors. This will be the third. And also, if you look at the two winners of the first two majors, uh, I'm going to butcher the names, but uh, Patty, Tana, t- I can't even say Patty. Tavitanikit. Thank you. And then you can sauce. But those aren't two household names by any stretch of the imagination. So I almost went off the grid. So I kind of went with somebody that's a big name that's not playing that well right now. Long odds at 28 to 1. Keeping the Olympics kind of in mind, you've got a couple of nationality bets here. Mark Leishman to be the top Australian. That's 4 to 1. And Paul Casey at plus 130 to be your top GB and Irish player. Uh, yeah, and and what's weird, and, and people need to be very very careful because there's another bet you can make on Paul Casey, top English player. I think that's minus one ten. Essentially, it's the same players with a, a couple more added, but you get this one at plus one thirty. So that's why I went with this one instead of that one. Uh, Mark Leishman is a former champion here. He won in 2012. He loves TPC River Highlands. So top Australian, really the top two that he has to beat is Adam Scott and the aforementioned Jason Day. So uh, I loved both of those. I think the only, I don't know. I was going to try to find the Irish play. I think Seamus Power. Yeah, Seamus Power. Um, is, it, it's GB and Ireland. So yeah, there's a couple it, guys. It, it, there. on there. And yeah, a couple guys. Okay, the matchups that you have here. Let's start with these. Keegan Bradley over Siwoo Kim. Harris English over Joaquin Neiman. And Russell Henley over Cam Smith. Keegan, because he loves playing here. Harris English, his game is coming back. For many of us thought maybe his minus three 
three hours early would have been good enough to win the U.S. Open. We didn't know. Uh, so I think based off of how he played last week, I like him over Joaquin Neiman. And then Russell Henley, this is a course that is perfect for his style of game. Will he have a letdown because of being in contention for four rounds? Uh, I don't know, but there w- really wasn't a whole lot to choose from. So that's why I went with so many guys because I'm not that confident in really any of them. And you round this out with Kevin Streelman over Brian Harmon and your best bet, Dustin Johnson over oh. Bryson DeChambeau. Told you guys at the beginning of the show, I'm fading Bryson. I think he's going to struggle. I think that when he's not focused and really paying attention, that's when he gets loose and easily does that plus two, plus three, and all of a sudden he's behind the eight ball. You can't do that with DJ at TBC River Highlands. He's the defending champion. He loves playing here. And Kevin Streelman, also a former champion, who had arguably the greatest finish in the history of this tournament. And he's had four straight top 20 finishes, including the big courses, and which he's not supposed to play well at. So right now, he's he's at the top of his game, and I love uh, getting him plus 100 over Brian Harmon. There you go. That is Coach's betting card. Again, his best bet, Dustin Johnson, minus 105 over Bryson DeChambeau. We're going to go to my betting card, which is very, very small. I've tightened up my core. I've taken Lexi Thompson to win on the women's side. Listen, we are in a year of resurgence, uh, a little bit of redemption. Thank you. It was ugly. It was ugly at the U.S. Women's Open. She gets back in that position. She's not going to ha- let it happen again. She's 22 to 1. That's my pick. I took the opposite side that Coach did. Cam Smith, I took over Russell Henley. I think there will be a bit of a Russell Henley hangover from his uh, Sunday at Tory Pines. And then I took Paul Casey. No. Over. <laughs> over Patrick tough. Reed. Who's there? There we go. We got to figure that out. <laughs> I got to get access to the drops. I got to, yeah. I got to, I got to have do. a button somewhere so I can hit him. Paul Casey over Patrick Reed, every, everything we mentioned. He's been absolutely phenomenal here. His stats are great. It's a great course for him. And then I'm with coach Harris English, seemingly back in uh, the form that we saw in 2020. I took him in a top 10. I made it my best bet. He's plus 400. I thought it was a really good number. And if he starts playing like he played at the end of 2020 or for the majority of 2020, we're not going to see numbers like this for long. So coach and I very much on the same page, Kyle, you, my friend are up next and you were, uh, whew, you were very freaky. Uh, what? I like what you've done. So let me, let me lay this out for you. Let's start with your, your LPGA Nelly quarter to win 14 to one. Yeah. I mean, she, she won last week, but also like other than the U S women's open, she's been, she's been pretty locked in over the last couple of months. So I'm, I'm in. I'm in on Nelly Corda to get her first. I think it'd be her first major. After that, you what you have done is you have taken four either matchups or three balls, and you have bet them individually. And then you looked down and saw that you had ten dollars left over, and you parlayed them all together. So let me let me let me figure out what we did here. So you took Kevin Streelman over Brian Harmon, Charlie Hoffman over Harris English and Russell Henley. Let's start with those two. Yep. Uh, Stroman, I mean, coach laid it out. He's been, he's been really solid. Harmon is scary because his finishes, I don't know if you guys have seen this over the last two months have been just phenomenal, but Stroman, Stroman's been equally good and he plays really well, obviously at this tournament. Hoffman's been underrated. Good. I don't English scares me. Um, Henley, not so much, but 
Hoffman Hoffman's been so so solid from T to green over the last two months. So I, I'm just I'm going to try to ride that over over uh, over Harry English. So you've got plus money on all of these. Uh, well, even money on Kevin Stroman plus one eighty on Charlie Hoffman. Then you went with Patrick Cantlay plus one sixty three over Dustin Johnson and Patrick Reed. Then you took Paul Casey plus one seventy five over Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. And then you got it all together here in a parlay. At plus 3,943, so about a $10 bet into a $405 return. Why not? Why, Why not? not? Why not? I mean, if you're going to, yeah, that's a, that's a fun way to spend 10 bucks. That is. I agree. I, I, agree. I think, I think, yeah, I mean, if you believe in all these, then you might as well just package them all together and throw 10 bucks away at it. I, I think. Kayla has been great. Like he, not just the Memorial, obviously there, but he, he hit it really well at the U S open played well at the PGA. It's been basically a month of him kind of being back to where he normally is. Um, and then Paul Casey, I'm fading Kepka and it just, it, I'm fading Kepka and Bryson. I think even though I, <laughs> I picked Bryson on CBSSports.com. I don't know why I did that, but I did. <laughs> Uh, so that he's my pick to win, but I'm also picking Paul Casey over him. I'm I'm hedging my my uh, I'm hedging my editorial with my podcasting. So smart, yeah, yeah. That's a pro move. Uh, so to recap our best bets, I took a top ten Harris English plus four hundred. Kyle went with Streelman over Harmon. Coach went with Dustin Johnson over Bryson DeChambeau, and then Sia phoned in a best bet. It was Keegan Bradley over C. Wu Kim, which leaves us with one last thing to do. It is the one and done. Coach is looking surprisingly happy as I introduce this segment because coach, what is this next to your name? There's there's money. There's what? money. There's money next to your name here. What? You had Louis Ustazen last week. He got you 1.35 million Love and has it. moved you to 3.8 million. That is the most you have earned in any event this year. Congratulations. It feels really good. I'd like to thank the Academy for <laughs> really believing in me and sticking with me through all of these trials and tribulations. I will say this, you know, it could have been so much better if not for John Rom ripping my heart out, which would have been a $2 million payday, which would have leapfrogged me over the jeweler. But hey, beggars cannot be choosers. I still have 11 events left, and now I'm refocused and ready to go. Let's go. Well, did let's you call go. Jacob? Did you call Jacob the jeweler? Clearly, you don't watch the early edge. Thank you for watching, Kyle. Thank you for watching. Your other show. I have I have four kids. Four kids. <laughs> yeah, he's Jacob the jeweler. That's his nickname on our show, Jacob the jeweler. You've heard of Jacob the jeweler, right? No. He's oh, the jeweler. You go to get iced up. What? You got to get iced up with the jeweler. Yeah, he, all the celebrities you, go to him out you, there in L.A. You think I I, I was homeschooled, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> I went to public school. I know who Jacob is. Education and swag right now for KP. <laughs> yeah, the, the jeweler is. I mean, people love him. Uh, we always have, we have the jeweler's gym parlay of the day. Um, we've got a lot of things that are based off of the jeweler. The, the sure. early edge does a great branding <laughs> job. Uh, everything's branded. The dog of the day, the jeweler's gem. I mean, it's everybody's got a nickname. The maestro. It's a whole thing over there, Kyle. It's a completely different universe. 
<laughs> it really I is. love it. I'm I'm in, I'm into that. I might have to start listening. Daddy Daddy why, who's the jeweler? Why are we listening to this? <laughs> he actually made his first appearance on the show when I was in Miami. Right. Uh people people were like, "Who is he? What does he look like?" Well, I pulled him right onto the show. So <laughs> it, it does not mean that I don't want to bury him in one and done. So, this week I plan on passing the jeweler and I'm going to go with Mark Leishman as my pick this week, former champion. And I think he's going to play really, really well this week. So lock it in. Lock it in. Mark Leishman for coach, which moves us to the jeweler, or here we call him producer Jacob, who uh, might be shaking in his little jeweler boots here a little bit because coach is coach is nipping at your heels. You had uh, Brooks Kepka last week. You got you half a million dollars, Jacob. Where are you headed this week? Well, you know, we're going to go with the uh, the baddest man in the PGA Tour, Keegan Bradley. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. I pretty much used everyone else. I looked and I realized I had Keegan open, and the guy can ball strike the hell out of it. So let's go with badass Keegan. <laughs> it, it's so sad when you look back and see the guys that you've used. Like, why oh. did I ever like why would I have ever used Denny McCarthy? I thought that was a good idea. I one Seth Straka. Oh, that would, I, I can't get past Seth Straka. I cannot get <laughs> he, past ma- Seth he made the Olympics. He's in the Olympics. <laughs> he's an <laughs> Olympian. Not, he's not a mile. We're gonna do another podcast where we just read through the bottom of that Olympic pool. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh I okay. Sorry, is it my? Am I up? No, I no, not. no. I've not given it. I've not passed it to you. We could read the <laughs> names, and then I, I'll read the names, and you guys could guess what country they're from. That could okay. be a show. <laughs> that would be. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Sabatini. There's three correct answers there. Slovakia. Yeah, exactly. Slovakia. South hey, Africa. It worked. He got himself in. <clears throat> um, all right, Kyle. Now it's your turn. You are at seven point okay. four million. You are coming off of ninety one thousand from Bryson. Uh, I think he might feel oh. a little bit worse about the money that he lost on Sunday, but he lost you some coin on Sunday. Oh, that forty four was oh. not a good scene. Oh, I didn't know that I, he was he was what T seven going into he, the he was first he got uh, the on first. the yeah. On like on the like, ninth uh, hole. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But then even like before, I guess he was 16. He, he made quad. He was like T six or something. Uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> uh, it was tough. It was, I picked the wrong guy. You picked the right guy, Rick. Didn't Brooksy. look like that Brooksy. for a while. <laughs> I should, I should, I should take Brooksy this week. I don't know where to use him. Like I never go ahead. Did you hear a lot of people yelling out Brooksy at, at the U S open? Did you hear any rowdies? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I heard them yelling it at Bryson. I don't know if I heard them yelling it. Yeah. Brooksy. Oh, I didn't hear any. I think I heard it twice from one guy on Thursday at Brooks. No, it got got louder at... uh, So somebody yelled it. I was with Bryson on the first tee on Sunday, and somebody yelled it and got booed by the rest of the people on the first tee, which was hilarious. That's cool. That's- so I'm going to go, I don't, where do I use Brooks? Like world uh, golf championship in Memphis. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. It, it, yeah. That's probably a good call. Cause I don't, I want to use Louie at the open. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Brian Harmon this week. So Brian Harmon 
Going back to the Players' Championship, T3, T5, T12, T13, T18, miscut, T8, T19. He's just a top 20 machine. Wow. I didn't realize he had been he had been in the top 20 that many times over the last, uh, what is that, three months now. So I'm going to go with Brian Harmon here. Shorter Brian, course, perfect for him. Perfect. Brian Harmon for Kyle. He is at 7.4 million. Mark is right ahead, 7.9. And Mark is licking his wounds a little bit here, Coach. He took Brooks Kepka in South Carolina, $0. Tony Finau at Torrey Pines, $0. This week, he has gone with Kevin Streelman. That's a really good pick. And I think I really thought that he was on tilt because I thought for a second from a distance that the dude that ran into the fairway at 13 to hit balls into the thing before he got tackled by the police. I thought for a second that was Mark. Mark yeah, swing isn't thank goodness. Mark swing isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> that dude had an amazing swing. It was great. It was yeah. really good. I doubt the cell he's still in right now is big enough to make that swing, but it, it, it worked for the three balls that, that he hit. What um, is the penalty for running onto a field of play? Usually it's it's a you you get taken to the drunk tank and then they give you a, they serve you with a misdemeanor uh, disturbing the peace and it's really not much of anything at least that's what it's like in a ball game I, I'm assuming the same with you pay, you probably pay a fine of some type and yeah yeah for yeah. sure so I heard this on the uh, the no lane up guys were talking about this but what if he had grabbed the the golf cart like the the cop drove the golf cart out there got right out of him. it we could have had a Marshawn Lynch situation remember when he grabbed the the golf cart at Cal and just started driving it around yes. yeah yes. it was I sick have, i have a bobblehead of that moment somewhere um the uh the other thing i where do you get the golf club you can't bring well, that in with you so no but you there the, you've been back by like 9 10 11 where that kind of office park is you could have somebody throw you a club over okay, there. Okay, so really this was easily. very premeditated because he would have had to have been past that club at some point. Yeah. I think so. I think mm. so. Yeah. Uh interesting. Uh where were we? Mark went with Kevin Streelman. Mark is at 7.9 million. I'm at 8.7. I had Brooksy last week, 553,000, but Greg overtook the top spot with the full 2.25 million from John Rom. I am uh I have been Kyle out of golfers for a long time. I'm going with Doc Redman who is at least pl- at least playing better than he was earlier this year and he finished T11 here last year. I'm, not, I'm, not Nick. I'm just laughing at the fact that he, <laughs> it came out of nowhere. <laughs> like it came out of Where'd, you, where'd you use Streelman and and uh PC? I have not used so PC as in Patrick Cantlay. Uh, Paul Casey. I used Paul Casey at the API. I okay. have not used Streelman yet. I am not as excited as everybody else, and I kind of wanted to differentiate a little bit. I like I that. I, I like that. I think that's smart. I don't know so, if it's smart to go with Doc Redman, <laughs> but I... Th- yeah, do I? <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> at the top, $9 million, thanks to... Gre- Greg has hit not one, but two different major champions. I hate this to year. see it. Wow. He also has he has three different results over a million because he got runner-up money for Tony Finau at Riviera. So that five million makes up for the majority of his winnings in three events. He has sent in his pick. It is 
Kevin Streelman coach. So it's a Kevin Streelman week. It's a Kevin Streelman week. So which means that I can still gain on everybody. And that's how I look at it right now. I've got 11 weeks, 11 weeks to get to the top. Yeah, Mark. Mark, unfortunately, is coming off two zeros, and he could have a great week from Sherman, but he wouldn't. He would never be able to catch Greg because Greg also has it. Yeah, that and that's that's part that stinks about when you get to this part of the of the year. Because if you're really smart at top, and next year I told you we're gonna play for real money, and you've got to protect. Sometimes you got to play play protection, and that's why giving the uh, the picks before the show is the only fair way to do it. We should assign the value of uh, medals at the. We should. We should. Uh, I want to take um, Antoine Rosner at the Olympics and see what happens. We need to. We need a one and done for the Olympics. What's a What's a gold medal worth? <laughs> cool. uh, I want to take uh, KK uh, Johansson from Norway. He's the second. He's the second Norwegian behind my boy Victor. You uh, You could go for some sort of Calcutta format. <laughs> Like the, I don't know what we're listening, which are you know sort of tiered systems. So maybe you do, maybe you pick certain nationalities. You got to pick one of maybe you. You got to take somebody from every continent. <laughs> That'd be cool. cool. You know, you get, cool. maybe you take one Eastern European, one Western European, someone from South America, someone from North America, build a team like that. Uh, That'd be sweet. We're on to something. We're on to something. The Let's continent thing is cool. Because they actually have these broken down here. So Africa, three players from Africa. They break it up into, I think this is listed as Australia and Oceania. Oh, okay. I got it now. Three players from there. Seven from South America. Eight from North America. 27 Europeans are going to be in the Olympics. So you could go like two Europeans and one from every other. You'd have to combine Africa and South America or something. Yeah. We could do it, though. We should do it. Absolutely, that'd right, be we'll fun. To, that'd we'll be fun. Figure that out. Okay. Maybe taking guys that we didn't, we don't even know what they look like. <laughs> That's different no, than most weeks. There's no. <laughs> point Are we week. allowed to take Sepp Straka twice in one year? That's the question. <laughs> You're literally you're the only person that's asking that question. No one else is, is has ever said that sentence before. <laughs> Andre Leeser from I think this is from the Czech Republic, the 230 rank 31st ranked player in the world. That might be he's ranked, he, he's ranked ahead of Jimmy Walker. Yeah, I mean he's actually the lowest the, the worst ranked golfer at the Olympics is 340 honor Bon Lahiri. Yeah. Good player. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know he'd fallen that far. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was my takeaway as well. Okay. Gentlemen, anything else before we put a bow on this travelers championship mega preview pod? I don't think so. I'm getting head shakes. So I'm going to wrap it up. That'll do it. We will obviously have plenty more content. We've already teased the Jason day interview. And of course the round recaps as well. For now, let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. Or let me thank the jeweler who puts this whole gem together. Is that what it is, Coach? Oh, yes. yes <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like an alternate. It's like a bizarro world on that side. <laughs> like when Jerry goes to you know, bizarro, yeah. Kramer, and bizarro. Um, <laughs> that right there is the coach. You can find him on Twitter at the coach rules. That right there is Kyle Porter, who you can find at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.
baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.